My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. And welcome to the Spirit Diaries. My name is Birdie. And I'm Robert. And we are your hosts. And today is a very special episode because this is the final episode of season four. I cannot believe that we're already here. I know, it's gone so fast. And this season is a season that I've wanted to share with people for a really long time, especially with our haunted apartment. That's just something that when I shared it with my friends in the moment, they did not believe me. Same. (laughs) And as we've shared it over time, as the world's been more accepting of paranormal experiences, it's been something to where over time people are like, oh my gosh, why, why didn't you tell people in the moment? Or why didn't you have more investigations happen? Or why didn't you call anybody? And that just wasn't a thing at right. that time. And I really wish it was because now it seems like, you know, we could have maybe figured out a whole nother level of that haunting that we're not able to now just because we're so far removed. Oh, I know. Everyone now is so much more willing to help and to talk about things. And it's like, if only this was back then, <laughs> we could have solved so many internal struggles and issues yeah. without problem. Yeah, it would have been really cool. So I just want to say thank you for all of your support. This entire experience of creating this podcast has been absolutely wonderful. I started off you know, just scared. And I remember telling you that I wanted to start a podcast and share my story. And I never thought anybody would listen. So the fact that we are building this really cool community, I absolutely love it. And I really appreciate and adore each and every one of you. And I'm so thankful that you're here and listening. And I hope we can continue on in this story and just keep diving into the weirdness. Yeah. (laughs) And we're super thankful for you guys reaching out on Twitter, on Patreon, and just YouTube and talking to us and asking questions, engaging about the story and talking to us. And we always welcome you guys to reach out. We try to communicate back to everybody that we can. um, And we just really appreciate the support. And if you want to help further support us and you want to rep some Spirit Diaries merch, you can check out myspiritdiaries.com. Or you can also check out etsy.com slash shop slash spirit diaries where Birdie has some t-shirt designs and uh, I've got a hot scoop that some more designs are coming (laughs) down the track soon. A hot scoop, guys. Did you hear that? (laughs) Straight out of the early 2000s, this just in. We've got a hot scoop. So yes, if you guys are looking for any designs or if you guys have any like suggestions for the podcast, I'm open to it. So just reach out on Twitter and let us know. And we have a big announcement coming at the very end of this episode. So just stay tuned for this announcement. Some of you may already know, some of our patrons, some people really engaged on Twitter are aware of what's happening, but 
for the majority of you, this is going to be some really cool news. So hopefully we can share that a little bit later. So we do want to start off today's episode by talking about mental health and the paranormal. And this is something that's so difficult because there are so many figments of each experience, uh, whether that be struggling with uh, mental health and or having a paranormal experience that can cross over to each other, work hand in hand. And it's really difficult to really work that out if you aren't um, a professional in the mental health realm. Right. And I think a big part of the mental health to paranormal struggle is kind of being able to separate the two and see which type of thing is coming from which side. Right. And I feel like a big part of that is validation. If the information that you're getting is something that can be validated and there's no way that you knew that information before, Mm -hmm. like birdie you with house readings or um, talking to someone that you've never met before. Yeah. And when you're pulling information that there's no way you could have known without either knowing them personally or just it's information that they've never shared anywhere. Right. That kind of validates you to where you are like, I'm not making this up. Like it's not something that's like a hallucination. hallucination. And I think it's one of those things to where you need to question in paranormal experiences that I think a lot of people don't is are other people experiencing the same things are in that location? Mm -hmm. Is it something that follows you around specifically? Is this something that you can validate shared experiences with multiple people? And is this just something that you can replicate across the board? Yeah. And validation has been very key for me as I've been on my journey and really trying to discover. I know you guys have heard in this podcast of me going back and forth between, you know, am I losing my mind or am I onto something unexplainable here? I've I've really struggled with understanding where that line is and validation has been key and this has been, you know, recommended by uh, mental health professionals. I'm not one, but I have consulted with a few and really understood that that's a really good way for me to sort of check myself and bring in to is this my own thought or is this a thought coming from somewhere else right and really getting to define that and as I've grown in my mediumship that's something that I can distinguish pretty clearly now of this is me this is not and validation is key like you were talking about understanding you know the evidence that comes up so When we're walking around Fort Loudoun, if I, you know, got a piece of information that didn't match, well, where did that come from? Was it from me watching a TV show and maybe I invented this, you know, in my head and maybe I may not even be aware. And a lot of mediums do have this issue to where, where is this information coming from? You know, did I recently watch a historic show and I'm pulling out those names from that show unintentionally? And it's not something that you're doing on purpose, but our brains are wild and the connections they make are so interesting to where 
we may be pulling stuff. And I also combat this when I, I don't have, I don't think I've talked about this yet because we haven't dove into this as much, but before I do an investigation, I will cut myself off from all media, from all radio, television, music, anything at all, reading. (laughs) I will just experience the world prior, a day prior and the day of the investigation and sort of just distance myself from any outside influence to where I'm so in tune with my own thoughts, my own feelings. There's no outside influence. So that way, when I walk into a place, I'm completely clear. And this has really helped. And I just want to say there's nothing wrong with some of this stuff being a mental health concern at all. There's nothing wrong with needing help in that way, too. I know a lot of you guys have noticed throughout these stories, I do have some pretty severe anxiety from some of these experiences, and I do get anxiety around this topic. It's it's definitely brings up, you know, nervousness in me and right. questioning, and it brings up all those old feelings, especially when I'm telling these stories of not feeling accepted, of feeling this confusion, lost in the void. Where do I go for help? Am I okay? Am I not? Is this, you know, a real experience? Is this not? So I just want to say, like, it's okay to have, you know, a little bit of both or, you know, if you are leaning to one side or the other, but it's, it's, it is really important to find a professional and find that line of what, what, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say here. Right. Find (laughs) where the line is drawn. Yeah. And I feel like I also want to go into there is that fine line, but also that's not to say that just because you alone are experiencing something paranormal, that doesn't mean you may have mental health issues. Right. And even if it wasn't something that was truly paranormal in nature, there are a lot of environmental factors that can cause mental health style hallucinations Mm -hmm. that while not paranormal, it doesn't mean that you have a permanent mental health issue. I've experienced them myself with there. I mean, there's such things slash as toxic mold, which can cause hallucinations. Old wiring in houses and having high EMF levels, which can also mess with your personal psyche. And they're not things that happen all at once. They're very gradual to where they'll ramp up over time the more you're in the environment. Mm -hmm. And then when you leave the environment, you're not having these experiences anymore or they're way less because you're removed from the place that's doing it to you. Right. Sickness can cause hallucinations. And it's, it's kind of one of these things where it's like, these are all things that you can test for. You can go to Amazon or whatever store and get a radon kit You can test for mold spores in the air. You can have an electrician check your house for EMF if these are things or concerns that you think you might have. And if you clear all those things up, it's like, okay, what's left? Right. And this is where we get into the true acts of paranormal investigating and really figuring out what it is. And it's not to disregard anybody's experiences because I like to always give everybody belief until otherwise, you know, proven. But it, this is something that's really important to rule out. And circling back to after you do the, you know, knocking off the normal of the paranormal is if you are bringing in a medium, if you are bringing in a team 
making sure that they are also somebody who is aware of how to positively test for things. So is the medium giving you verifiable evidence? Are they giving you validated validating evidence? Or is the medium tuning in from wherever they're at? Or are they visiting the location and going, oh, this is a very, very old house. And you know what? There's There's been some death here. Because you can say that about anywhere in the entire world. Every place is very, very old. Even if it's a new building, it's on very, very old land. Right. All of the land is very, very old. Yes. And you know what? There's been death everywhere. From there's probably been a death somewhere on your property. There's probably been a death somewhere on the street in front of your house or your apartment building. There's death everywhere. And I think we'd like to forget that People have died probably in every square inch of earth over the course of history that those statements are so vague. Right. And to just be careful who you lend your credence to, be careful who you lend your own credence to and trusting, you know, yourself to questioning yourself and questioning is a good thing. We like to question. Always. And it's 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 okay. And not questioning to the point where I, I, I failed in some of these old stories to I questioned myself to where I couldn't I couldn't believe in myself no matter what. Right. So a healthy amount of everything is healthy. <laughs> I don't know. Moderation. Yeah. So we also want to talk about that in some of these other stories uh, that we are telling. We're telling them from the perspective we were in that time. So in these moments, we, especially the psychic circle, how we're perceiving things is how we were in that moment of time. And at that point, we were kids and we were very uneducated and new to the paranormal world and we had no idea what anything was yes we were ignorant to a lot of information and i think it was just part of the time period we just it wasn't very prevalent while there were a few paranormal shows no one really talked about it no one discussed it we weren't finding any information on it so we were kind of grasping at the darkness of trying to figure out what was happening and why it was happening and in that i mean we had our own coping techniques of course mine was my defensive technique was making fun of everything mm-hmm. or being snarky and it's like <laughs> while that's still my own personal thing um it's not really towards these aspects i understand that everyone has their own journey and everyone has their own issues to work out mm-hmm. in the paranormal field so the way we're describing our feelings may not be how we feel now. Right. They're how we felt in that moment, how we were grasping at straws and just trying to cling to anything we could to make it through the day and not have a psychological break because <laughs> we have no idea what's happening. Yeah. And I I just, I don't know how I would have handled that experience, you know, being where we are at now. But that's yeah that's exactly how we perceived it then that's how we handled it then and of course you know you can always look back and wish you maybe did something different or were able to distinguish different things but I also do want to say we're not the experts where we are not the final word on if somebody is a medium or they're not or if they're sensitive or if they're not 
And ultimately, we are not mental health professionals. We're, no. So we cannot make the call of if some of these people were truly experiencing something paranormal or if they weren't. Right. And that's not our call to make. And I just want to reiterate that, you know, just because we definitely thought some of the people there at that moment in time were a little bit out there, that does not mean that they weren't legitimate in their own experiences. Right. And I feel like in the paranormal field, it's easier to prove things wrong or debunk them than it is to prove that they exist. Yes. So we like to kind of look at all aspects of it from a level head, a logic brained look and just kind of rule out everything we can and then go, okay, this is what's left. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've kind of learned through the years. So in saying, let's look at all the environmental factors, look, look, let's look at every explanation it could be that's not paranormal. We're not invalidating anyone's paranormal experience. We're just trying to go down the checklist and make sure that we're understanding and ruling out anything from the beginning. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of story time. I know we have a lot of wrap-up things for the season, but don't worry. The story is coming right now. So... It was a time in our lives where we yet again had to move. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I feel like we do this every season. <laughs> I know. Well, multiple times. You guys must think we move all the time. And we did. We yes. were moving multiple times a year at a certain point. So We felt very nomadic at that time of our lives. Yeah, it was a lot. So we had to move again. And we had to move back to where we had grown up. And I started to get nervous about this. I started to have a lot of weird feelings about going back and trying to find a place to live. And these feelings started coming after you had booked us a showing with a house rental. Yes. And it was not like some through a sketchy website or anything. Like it was just one of the normal mm -hmm. websites that was available that everyone widely used. So I didn't feel unsafe or anything with reaching out, contacting them. Um, all they needed was my first name and we scheduled a date and a time. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, come take a look at the house. It was kind of one of those things where it's like, if we were interested, they would go further into background checks and mm -hmm. like getting our information. But at this point, it was just taking a look at it. So none of that really mattered. Yeah, scheduling a showing. Right. But as we got closer to this, I started having just a lot of anxiety and just strange feelings. And a lot of my um, psychicness, if you want to call it that, does stem from anxiety. <laughs> so I do have a lot of anxiety naturally. Like I, I did something I deal with. But when there is this connection happening, the anxiety almost intensifies. Right. And, and especially if I'm like ignoring it and I, there's a really powerful message that I need to just get through my head. Mm -hmm. It's like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so I was feeling one of my strings, which I've talked about in the past. Um, some of you guys call them cords, but basically they're connections to other people in your life. And you kind of have this innate knowing of where they are or how they're feeling or if something bad happens, you can kind of get it. So this is similar to what I would call like a mother's intuition or twin senses or, you know, even a, a parent intuition. 
So just those intuitions that people naturally have about each other, I think that can probably be associated to some chords. Um, but I had strings, you know, to a bunch of people at this time because at this point I was forming them like wildfire, but I didn't know that you could get rid of connections. <laughs> so I was just collecting, you know, all of them. <laughs> and I felt this particular person um, from my past on one of these strings. And this person was somebody I had a very, very bad experience with. And I was worried that maybe we would be running into this person. Right. And I let you know about my fears and my feelings. And you kept assuring me, it's okay, it's okay. You know, just because that person happens to live in this city doesn't mean we're going to run into each other. That's so, you know, strange. That That's not going to happen. So I was concerned, but the closer we got to this house, the more and more and more and more this string just was like pooling on me. And I could just feel that it was 100% connected to this person and I needed to just get out of this situation, scenario, scenario. Yeah. Man, that... New word. <laughs> had to get out of this scenario, guys. <laughs> So we're pulling up to this house and as we pull up, there's this writing on the fence and there was a fence like right in front of the driveway. So as you pulled in, you were immediately at a fence. Right. And the words were written in chalk and it read, beware of, and it had that person's name right there. And this wasn't small. Like, this wasn't like someone just, like, autographed the fence before they left, thinking it was funny. This was very large to where you could see this writing from the road before you even pulled into the driveway. Yeah. So it was across the entirety of the front of that fence. And there was nobody there. This house had been vacant for a little bit because they were looking for a new tenant so there were no neighborhood kids around that we could see and even if there were what were the coincidences that they could reach and write very large on a six foot tall fence right um that those would have had to be more like teenager kids and um why would they be writing beware of a very specific name that you had anxiety about before we even arrived. Right. And I mean, if it was a coincidence, what are the chances that of all names, it would be this very specific name? Right. Like the, the chances of that just are not large. No. <laughs> and I, I wanted to tell this story because while it's not a very blatant spirit story or anything of that sort, it's trusting your intuition and your gut. And it's also that sometimes messages don't have to be a feather floating through the wind at sunset to have some sort of spiritual significance. Sometimes the writing can literally be on the freaking wall. Yeah. <laughs> and I I think a lot of people try to look really hard into some signs or be very abstract with spirit signs and synchronicities and things of that sort. And other times, I just want to totally attest that it can be writing on the wall. Right. Not everything needs interpreted. Sometimes it's just blatantly there, spelled out in front of your face. <laughs> and when it is, 
you listened. Yes. So we pulled right back out and we left and yeah. we found a different place to live. Yeah, we ended up finding <laughs> ourselves a different apartment. And I love this apartment. Um, looking back on this time period of our lives, we were in our early 20s and this, I think, was my favorite place we've lived um, in apartments, I feel like. It definitely had the homiest feel of all of our apartments. Yeah, it was it was a really good spot. I finally felt like we were living in a place that wasn't haunted. The energy was great. I loved everything about it. I had no complaints. And for once, it really felt like things were going right for us. Yeah, that apartment was very neutral, minor issue I feel like we ever had there. It was a very comfortable. You could walk through it in the dark and not be spooked out. Yeah. <laughs> Worried about something jumping out at you or something. Like it was very calm. It was a really nice change, especially dealing with the past few apartments that we had lived in. This was a breath of fresh air. So one night I took our little doggo out for a walk and it was late at night and it was dark outside. But like I said, the vibes in this area were definitely way different and comfortable and I I felt comfortable being out alone at night and we hadn't had any experiences here so I'm just standing in this little grass patch outside of the apartment and letting him go to the bathroom and this car drives by and as soon as the car turns down the road to the apartment I caught eye contact with this dog perhaps in the back seat And the only reason I say I thought it was a dog at first is because its eyes shined yellow. Just like if you see a deer in the road or even a cat or a dog at night, their eyes have that reflective quality about them. Right. And this flashed yellow as this car turned. And I thought, whoa, (laughs) that's a big dog in their back seat to have eyes that bright. And then I started thinking, well, the shine isn't going away. Their eyes are still yellow. And I looked behind me and there was no lights on in the apartment building behind us. We didn't have emergency lights. No. There was one street light, which was a very dim, warm yellow across the street from us. So the area I was in was relatively dark and... This is when the hair on the back of my neck sort of rose because I realized his headlights were pointed at me. There was no other lights pointing into the car that would shine the dog's eyes. Right. And (laughs) I'm staring at this yellow-eyed thing in the backseat, and I can see a form. And as the car is driving slowly past us because it's uh now they're in the neighborhood complex so they're not driving fast they're probably driving you know five miles an hour just slowly puts them through especially because I was out with a dog there was other people who were you know out walking so it was a very active outdoor community I would say to where people were walking all the time people a lot of people had dogs out um so it was an area that you just didn't speed through there was a handful of kids in the apartments as well yeah um and I'm I'm just sort of watching this car and as it gets closer I can start to make out that there's this hunched back to this thing and it's almost person like and it's leaning over the driver to where it's you know hunched back its shoulders are up and it's it's leaning over like 
in between the seats but towards the driver but its eyes are locked on me and I'm obviously locked on this thing looking at it and I'm realizing like I see this thing's arms and its arms are weird and long and it's got these exaggerated limbs and I am frozen as it's driving past (laughs) because I realize this is a spirit yeah. And more so than a spirit, this is something weird. This yeah. is something dark and strange. It had a bad vibe. It was staring at me. It was leering over this dude. And the guy didn't even look at me. The guy driving the car was just focused on, the, on in front of him and clearly had no idea that this thing is in the car behind him. And it, as soon as it drives past, its head snaps back towards the guy and we lose eye contact with each other, and it drives off. I remember (laughs) you running back upstairs to our apartment, slamming the door, locking the door. Yeah. And, I mean, you were (laughs) ghost white. Like, just all the color had flushed out of your face. And you were like, I just seen some weird creature with, like, glowing yellow eyes in the backseat of this person's car. And this was significant because I never saw whatever was in our apartment. Never. I saw the dog. I saw the shadow kids. I did not see the form of whatever it was when it was physical and able to harm. Right. I never saw it. It was totally invisible to me. Right. So this was my first experience seeing something non-human. Right. I had, oh, I just got full body chills. I I had seen animals. I had seen children. I had seen adults. I had seen all kinds of things. Not anything that was never living. Right. It horrified me. And you're, as I ran in the house, like you said, and I was freaking out. You're like, what, what's wrong? And I told you, I just seen a dark shadow person, but it wasn't a shadow person. Right. It was a creature and it had glowing yellow eyes and your jaw just <laughs> drops. Because I was watching Supernatural at the time and... I mean, I'm a super inquisitive person. So as I was watching that show, I like was researching the validity of a lot of things and a lot of the entities that they were running into. And it was one of those things where you said that and I instantly was like, that's something that I actually looked into recently. That sounds like a very specific type of demon. (sighs) And I showed you a lot of the like information on it. And then I was like, you should watch Supernatural with me. (laughs) And I know we've mentioned this show in the past. um, And I had not watched it up until this point. But after this night, I was just like, wait a second. You're telling me. You're telling me in this first season, they talk about Bloody Mary. They talk about women in white. They talk about yellow-eyed demons. Right. (laughs) I just, I at this point, I truly felt like, this must be a show about my life. <laughs> because every time I told you something, you're like, you will never believe that I just seen this. Yeah. And, and it was wild. I just could not believe that 
there was validity to this. And as we looked it up, there is very well-documented cases of people experiencing yellow-eyed demons, they believe. And they're a type. So it's not one yellow-eyed demon. It's several yellow-eyed demons. Or, uh, you know, even if they're not demons, they're just a class of yellow-eyed entities. And they typically are around people who are about to die. Right. Uh, according to a lot of this lore. Is it true? I don't know. But the craziest part is that the person driving the car like died two weeks later. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. that long pause there oh man like i wasn't sure how to take that for a second i was like how did you know (laughs) no i don't know i'm just kidding no (laughs) no no but i mean uh, i didn't know this person and so obviously it wasn't a thing to where i could be like hey did you know there's a yellow dyed entity that's like slinking over your back as you drive right (laughs) you're not gonna bust out into the front of the car and stop them and go hey (laughs) yeah um, but that sort of opened my eyes to understanding that there's more things in this world than we understand. And there's a lot of gray area. It's not there's demons and there's spirits. It's there's, I mean, subspecies of things yeah. that seem demonic or are demonic. And it's just... There's such a vast open amount of things that mm-hmm. exist that we just on an everyday life don't even realize. Yeah, and just because something is demonic doesn't mean it's a demon. I want to say that. Right. And I mean, just because it's scary looking doesn't mean it is demonic. Right. And I mean, I don't know about this yellow-eyed thing. Was it very scary to look at? Absolutely. It horrified me. Does that mean it's bad? No. And just because it's attracted to death, according to lore, that doesn't mean it's causing death. Right. You know, maybe it's a harbinger. Like, maybe it will help you pass on, you know? We don't know. Maybe it's feeding on you and helping you die quicker. We don't know. So I, I think a lot of this stuff is a lot open to speculation. But, yeah, that moment was defining for me because... That opened the possibility of so many more things. So we're going to wrap up this episode with a huge announcement. Are you guys ready for it? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you? Yes. Personally? You are? Are you? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you better get ready for it because it's happening. What's happening? We are now announcing that... We are going into a new season of the podcast. Eh? A new season of the podcast. Yes, but also also a new season of paranormal investigations. What? We are going to have our first season of paranormal investigations where Birdie will get to test those <laughs> Abilities of hers in these locations and... Agree. How do you feel about that? Uh, nervous. (laughs) I'm nervous. 
So we will be going to several locations in this season and investigating. Yeah, we will. So that season is going to be completely free for you all, which is something we really wanted to make sure we did. Um, it is going to be premiering on our YouTube channel. So make sure you go over to Spirit Diaries on YouTube and subscribe. And we are hoping that it is going to premiere um, end of summer to early fall and then keep you all entertained throughout the spooky season this year. So we will have specific premiere dates as we get closer, but it is going to be separate from the podcast. So you will get to have all those fun things. And we've also just redid our patron categories. So there are new patron tiers now that when we film, we will be posting more behind the scenes photos and stuff that we'll have to eventually cut uh, due to time to fit into an episode. So some bonus content we'll put over there. And we've also been sharing us gathering equipment over there. And we've also made a TikTok. So now we're hip, young whippersnappers. Woohoo! And we've got one of the top ticks. And <laughs> we are trying to post some silly videos over there. And we have some up already. And we'll definitely be sharing more. And I think that's a great way to actually share videos of new equipment we get in and what we're sort of up to current events for us on a daily basis yeah so that was a lot of fun so i do want to talk briefly about what why are we paranormal investigating and what do we truly hope to get out of this because there are a lot of paranormal investigators out there so i want to address are we new to this is this old game is this something that we are going to try to bring something new to the table um so basically what we both want out of this uh where do you want to start we are going to take a quick ad break to tell you all that you can have a 30-day free trial of audible plus which has thousands of audible originals audiobooks and podcasts included so it is a free month where you can access all that fun listening stuff and chances are if you're listening to this you're probably looking for other stuff to listen to so if you want your 30-day free trial go down in our show notes or description of this video or podcast and you can follow the link to have a free 30-day trial of audible plus back to the podcast (laughs) So I want to start with saying we're not new to this. We've been doing this for a while. Um, this is the only thing new about what we're doing now is that we're filming it and releasing it for others to see. Right. So I know I haven't really shared this part of the story yet, but since 2017, I have been investigating Uh, people's homes but I haven't used equipment on my investigations my investigations have been purely mediumship right so the equipment part is going to be new for me yes and I have some experience with the equipment I've used it over the years um, starting from when I was younger with just a digital recorder at my dad's house so (laughs) like I've been doing this for a long time and I'm just excited that now we're going to be able to share it with everybody else and something I think that I want to bring to investigating and that I'm really excited to share with the season is really the medium side because I do feel like a lot of mediums don't really get 
the full platform to really share what's happening from their perspective. And I am nervous. I get nervous before even housing investigations that are private that, you know, I'll share some of those stories with you of people I've gotten permission to share their Mm -hmm. stories with um, in the podcast as we get to those points because some of those get pretty wild. Uh, But I... I do get nervous every time because, you know, you never know what you're walking into. And especially with these investigations, you've been complete, you've been keeping me completely in the dark, which is always a little bit nerve wracking because I'll start to have like dreams or feelings about certain places. And I'm like, is this something that we're going to? What's happening? Um, So sort of connecting beforehand. But I do want to bring the view of that not everything scary is bad. And not everything dark is dangerous. Right. And I feel like you not knowing during this time is super key to what we are doing because it's going to help validate you. You're not having any outside sources of information. There's no subconscious information that you know about these places. These places are 100% new to you. No. You're going to (laughs) be blind to all the information of what's happening there. So... The things that you feel are going to be your own feelings and your own abilities working in your favor. And I hope we can really set history straight because a lot of these more classic places have stories that people have really horribly misconstrued over time and have often demonized people from the past with these horrible allegations that are merely hearsay. And that's just so unfortunate for Spirit because somebody who could have not had a bad reputation in life could now be claimed to be the most notoriously evil spirit of the house. And it, that that's just unfortunate because their name and reputation's tarnished for hearsay. And right. I mean, to push a story. And this has been seen across a lot of paranormal locations where they'll... Uh, either have you know a completely made up story or they'll pin all of these problems to a person who owned the building who may not even be there right and we're not on board with painting a narrative or guessing as to what happened or trying to pretend like just because this is what people believe is there that's what is there right we are very on board with finding the history finding if there are even deaths on the property or if any of those stories can be backed up and moving forward with facts and not just assuming, like you said, that just because someone passed away there doesn't mean that they are an issue. We've seen many investigations where they've had family members of people who've owned some of these places and the family members were like, they were the nicest person and they were willing to help anyone. And then We see the paranormal investigators or people who have stories currently and they're like, this person is the most evil person here. And it's like, well, that doesn't line up because that's not even their personality. Right. And where are you getting that information from? What's making you say that? So I hope to bring a little bit of normal back to the paranormal. And I mean, with the little bit of the weirdness we get into, I hope we can also bring a different side of mediumship and connecting to spirits on a personal level to really you know, maybe help in some way to at least fix the story. And I also think that not every haunting is a problem. Right. 
you don't have to get rid of ghosts in every situation or scenario. There's plenty of haunted houses that are happy haunted houses. Right. And they don't need to leave. You guys can coexist and be happily ever after. And if it's not this really dark, scary experience that is harming the the living, you know, it, it is something to where cohabitation is an option. And some of these spirits aren't trapped i think uh, so many times the narrative is they're trapped and they need help and they need to escape right and while that has been this case sometimes in my experience um that's definitely not the case all the time sometimes they just truly love being there and they don't want to go anywhere else they're just content and you know i don't believe that it's our job to tell them okay now you have to move on shoo shoo go towards you know whatever you're trying to send them towards because in reality we don't know what's on the other side do we right and there are more people who are dead than there are alive and the people who have passed on deserve the same respect as you would give to a fellow living person right So that is a major thing that we want to bring to this whole experience. So hopefully we can bring a new light to some of this stuff and share what we've been doing for behind closed doors for a little while now. And uh, speaking of that, if you do have a private case, I've mainly worked by word of mouth um, and that's really where I do all my work through. But now that we have this platform, I have opened up case submissions on our website, myspiritdiaries.com. If you are experiencing a personal haunting and we are also just very excited to get this started. So the best way you can help support us if you are excited for this is to share it with your friends. Help us grow. Help us get subscribers for the YouTube channel. Help us bring in more of an audience so that way when it releases we can be there for you. And we can all celebrate together. And I also do want to say we've been being live on our YouTube premieres, whether that be the podcast, and we'll be there live during the premiere of our episodes. So come chat with us and hang out and feel free to ask questions as these air live. And until next time, this is the last time we will talk in season four, guys. So season five, we'll start off with this new apartment new experiences and growing as a medium some more and getting into some very 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 exciting things and season five will premiere soon we will tell you the exact date uh when that comes so stay tuned on our twitter and we will be back with you all soon thank you everybody for listening and we can't wait for the future yeah it's gonna be a good year Thank you for listening to The Spirit Diaries.